0: Good morning, morning, morning peppers. peppers, and welcome to Short King Spring. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. <laughs> yes, it's like trending on TikTok right now, and I thought it'd just be like, because I'm a Short King, so it's like Short King Spring. It's our time. It's a shorty season.
1: I I like that. I wish mm-hmm. they had like a big girl, um, big girl <laughs> winter. No. <I'm> sorry. <laughs>
0: I feel like we can all be big girls in the winter. Yeah, big girl winter.
1: (laughs) Put your jackets on and hide your stomach fat.
0: (laughs) Get your super high-rise leggings on. Pull them up to your titties. Yeah, that's how we do it. (laughs) But I am just so glad that the short kings are getting their moment. Like, Mm -hmm. we deserve this moment. We are always trying to, like, do extra things because we're short. Just to, like, stand out.
1: Yeah, you definitely get the brunt of it. I just say... I'd say that there's currently right now, I feel like there's more short guy jokes than there is fat girl jokes Yeah, at this time. And I can say that because I'm a fat girl. I feel like Mm
0: -hmm. our time is
1: coming up. You guys are still not quite.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That reference, (laughs) (laughs) what you're doing with your hands is not funny. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I feel like I'm not even in that, like, because I'm not straight. I feel like being short isn't that big of an issue for me because it's kind of like I'm just one of the girlies, you know?
1: Yeah, you're just a little twinkie baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like a little twinkie, you know, I'm short. I'm a short little twinkie gay. Like, I'm just a shorty. But still, like, if I was, honestly, I feel really bad for those actual short kings that are straight and having to, like date women that are taller than them i feel like the ones who like really kicked off this momentum for the short kings was tom holland because he's dating zendaya and zendaya is like a fucking george in the magic beanstalk <laughs> like she's the beanstalk <laughs> she's so tall compared to him yeah
1: she's like gorgeous runway model tall
0: yes and then he's like tiny kind of like the little tiny boy tiny spider-man boy
1: well, I think who really kicked off the short king in my mind was that song by Cody Co and what's his name? Noel. What's the other guy's name?
0: What's up? Cody Co
1: and Noel, um they're like a they have a rap group called Tiny Meat Gang. And they're like YouTubers. What's
0: Wait, this? you sent me this the song. Yeah,
1: and it's uh and it features Black Bear, the guy that sang Hot Girl Bummer.
0: Oh my god, Black Bear, he features like on every song these days.
1: And Noel Miller. That's what his name. Okay. Or I think it's pronounced okay, Noel. You,
0: you literally sent me that song like years ago. And that's I was what like, I'm was saying. that a was that us was that like a jab at me? Or are you just like calling me a short king?
1: Yeah, you're a king. I mean you're short, but you're a king. It's talking about how awesome it is to be short and stuff.
0: Right. I was trying to find, like, the exact day you sent me that. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, because I did I I send it, it like to deep. you
1: because I thought of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we'll welcome everybody to mm-hmm. Short King Spring. Mm-hmm. It's the first week of spring, so we're celebrating the Short Kings. If you're listening, you're in your Short King, you are appreciated. Mm-hmm. And we are now a full-time Short King-only podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I am technically Short King because I'm 5'6", but it's right. average for me, so.
0: yeah. <laughs> yep. See, I'm five, six too, so mm-hmm. perfect. But welcome back, everybody, to Crime on Tap. Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> it's our Friday, <laughs> their Monday. <laughs> it's our Friday, your Monday. Um, Good morning. We have a fun little, like, we didn't even know we were going to be doing this today. But, like, I kind of just had, like, a whole little Nickelodeon moment in my little lineup for today. Mm-hmm. So then Megan kind of just added on to, like, the celebrity aspect. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram at Crime on Tap pod um megan's going hard in the paint these days on instagram like i've been low-key slacking but megan's been picking up my slack and she's been posting like i keep getting notifications like oh someone's liking this post someone's liking that post i'm like man i haven't really been active so <laughs> megan is the social media mogul as of late for crime on tap so get over there follow us join the community slide into our dms we would love to hear from you guys
1: become a tapper
0: a tapper so is that like our official name
1: I feel like it is I feel like it's caught on I feel like the community has accepted that right um, yeah
0: and I feel like just people in our real life have been like oh like I'm a tapper or, or when Alexa was like I've been a tapper since the inception yeah <laughs> so like I guess others just call it tappers so like what's a tapper you know I guess we've just coined the word
1: yeah a tapper is a love of crown on t-
0: <laughs> yeah you're just you're in the community you're a tapper And do you hear Marty squawacking back there? He's wanting to make it known that he's a tapper as well.
1: Yeah, Marty's... Well, can you make (laughs) him say... Oh, my God, can you teach him to say tapper?
0: Oh, my God, I should. He can sing our new intro.
1: Or, like, say creme on tap or something. Hey, Marty, (laughs) creme on tap.
0: He doesn't know many words. He doesn't really know how to do anything. Oh. He can lay eggs. That's about it.
1: Oh, that's right. He's trans.
0: (laughs) But everybody, we welcome you back and be sure to be sharing the podcast with everyone you know, everyone know about the Tapper community because we are on the journey to 50 unique listeners. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. You know, we have been grinding these last few months Mm -hmm. since we came back in February. Oh my God, was it February? I feel like we've been here for season two for, like, ages now. Well, it's because we're
1: (laughs) doing double the episodes, so yeah.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) Double the content. You know, we expected to have double the content, double the listeners. But that's not how it quite works.
1: (laughs) Okay, we got a lot those first couple of, like, posts when we came back. I felt like we went – we shot up, but we're kind of plateauing right now. I know.
0: We got to, like, figure it out. We got to figure out how this algorithm works, how, like, social media works. But we're still on the way. We're on a journey. So join the journey to 50 unique listeners. We're not asking for much here. We're asking for 50. Mm-hmm. Just so, <laughs> you know, so that
1: you don't have to listen to Anchor anymore. So really, it's for all y'all.
0: Right. Like, we're not asking for, like, 100,000 here. We're asking for 50. I feel like that's, like, just a pity, you know, to ask for 50 these days. At this point, we should just use our earnings and just buy the listeners yeah can we do that i don't know but like
1: buying followers but i
0: mean in a sense we've like almost released over 60 episodes now and we barely have 50 listeners (laughs) like what is wrong we just
1: we don't put ourselves out there that's what it is
0: i know it is it's hard it's hard to like do that
1: yeah i'm scared
0: i'm scared but megan here on crime on tap we have like to have a little drinky drink while we do our little episodes so what are you drinking on this monday
1: Oh, I realized that you have you forgot it in the last episode, so we have to oh. say it now.
0: The oh. poor before the four. Oh my god, I forgot again.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> what I'm drinking it accompanies a little story.
0: Wow, it looks interesting.
1: <laughs> so, um, mix back on keto.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Needs a very specific type of almond milk that's keto friendly, mm. and I have gone to the store twice and have come back with the incorrect. <laughs> Brand and variationing flavor and unsweetened, and this, this, oh. this. So, I have two half gallons of almond milk that <laughs> I need to get through. So, for several episodes, I will be drinking almond milk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me drinking my bottle of gin.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, couldn't so you just go
0: to like your local almond farm out there in the boonies of Vermont?
1: Yeah, and, and milk some almonds.
0: I'm shocked you aren't, like, making your own milk. I,
1: I live in an apartment with a literal <laughs> tiny landing strip of...
0: <laughs> of countertop.
1: Of, of countertop, that is true. And grass. Uh, so, oh, yeah. No, so we you, had can,
0: a... you can buy the almonds and then milk them yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd have room in the apartment for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you need, like, a whole, like, setup for that shit.
1: So, I do enjoy almond milk, but it's a lot when you have to drink a a, a full (laughs) gallon by yourself. So, cheers.
0: (laughs) I know. I've never, I don't think I've ever had, like, a glass of almond milk. I've only, like, had it as, like, in coffee or, like, in stuff, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. I really don't mind it. It goes down pretty smooth, actually. Like, so, but, I mean, it's just, (laughs) we have a lot of almond milk. (laughs)
0: Like, growing up, like. Did we even have almond milk growing up? Like in I don't the early think it 2000s? Was
1: invented. I don't think it was invented yet.
0: Yeah. Like I only think like hippies made it in their kitchens mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s. Like we only had milk like cows.
1: Yeah. Like cow milk.
0: Yeah. It's Not so even funny. Not
1: like that lactate shit either.
0: <laughs> Isn't it so funny how like foods get like their moments? Like almond milk got its moment. Kale got its moment. Mm-hmm. Quinoa like got its moment. Like all these interesting things like all of a sudden have like their moments, like avocados. Mm -hmm. I do
1: love avocados
0: though. Ooh, I don't (laughs) I don't do that. (laughs) I am glad it costs extra because that is just another reason for me to not get it. Like on like toppings on like Chipotle or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's extra perfect. I don't want it anyways. (laughs) I
1: guess you're not true millennial if you don't like avocado toast.
0: I know. I feel like I'm doing them a disservice.
1: Can you tell Patrick to stop sneezing, please?
0: Patrick, Patrick, How do, he can't hear that. I can hear him sneezing. <laughs> number three, Patrick. You should be done, Patrick. Sneeze quieter.
1: <laughs> it was like one, okay, two, okay, three. He needs yeah. to stop. Like, There's no can reason. You
0: fucking chill, damn. I can hear the bus beeping on the street. I can hear you sneezing
1: yeah i am those walls (laughs) are thin
0: (laughs) i know so megaman i'm drinking i am like kicking off like short king spring you know i'm trying to get my summer body back because i've been cooped up all winter so i just have a nice ice water
1: Ooh, refreshing there's
0: honestly nothing more that purifies the soul than a nice glass of ice water. It's that just... is true. But, alrighty, Megan, so now that we have our glasses, and we're nice and quenched, mm-hmm. how about we shift it into gear? Because hot tappies are here.
1: Woo! <laughs> I want to preface this by um, making fun of
0: Oh, you. me? Oh my god. Like, we... yeah. Short King Spring is here. I'm having my moment, <laughs> and now you're just going to put me down even more?
1: Yeah. Um. I'm already so... cl- I'm
0: already down close enough to the ground. You're going to put me down more?
1: Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to... Like a, I'm like the hammer near the nail. I'm just going to put you down. <laughs> put you all the way down. I
0: was going for like a whack-a-mole moment or something.
1: So remember how you made fun of me when oh, boy. that song, um, what was it, Broken by the band or whatever came out. And I oh. like, oh, was like, something so unique.
0: I can't hear that and not say that in my head
1: well i'm gonna make because do you remember when we were listening to levitating by dua lipa and you're like oh my god i love this song it's like so futuristic it's like so different <laughs> she is and never been done before
0: Futur- futuristic pop her album name is future nostalgia
1: so i guess the future that she's talking about is the past <laughs> because she is currently in a court battle for plagiarism on her song levitating for two different songs for copyright and plagiarism okay
0: but she's like performing a national tour performing the song
1: well yeah but she's also (laughs) in a lawsuit so the first one she's in two for two different songs right now yeah so the first lawsuit is It started on, the news broke of it on March 1st from this obscure reggae band called Article Sound System said that she plagiarized the tune of their 2017 song, Live Your Life.
0: Okay, let me stop you right there. Because when did Levitating come out? And now they're coming forward?
1: It came out in 2020.
0: And now two years later, they're like, oh, actually it sounds just like our song.
1: But it like rose to the charts in 2021.
0: Still. (laughs) for in 2022 like what took them so long to be like you copied us
1: well they probably had to get like their legal teams together because this is like a very obscure band they probably don't have a lot of money and i i'll post this on the instagram but there is like an exhibit a which is like the key of levitating 2020 and then live your life 2017 Mm -hmm. and they look similar but they're not identical
0: wait what are you talking about what do you mean wait what looks similar what looks identical
1: like the notes like you know like little like um like the thing and then it has the two little balls at the end (laughs) (laughs) like those things
0: what's the name isn't there a name of that thing
1: notes or like a, oh, a like a quarter note. Or...
0: No, what's that thing in the I beginning? I remember having to memorize that.
1: Oh, a cleft palette? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: clef fable? <laughs> you, you just said you
1: learned it.
0: <laughs> a cleffable. What is it? A it's the Trouble Clef. Double clef. <laughs> cleft. Clef.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That sounds right. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. We went from Pokemon to Clef palettes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're just having fun here in Guatemala.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so they do have a lot in common in like similar sounds and everything, but to the visual eye, there's like some like little things that are different.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and also she is like on the Billboard charts, and who has ever heard of the freaking? obscure <laughs> reggae act article sound system yeah you know what i'm saying i mean
0: you're saying Dua Lipa's living in the past i think this little indie band is living in the past as well
1: i think they're just wanting money and yeah so they're so it, basically this happens constantly i feel like right since the the article said references the 2015 blurred lines case oh yeah when they got writing credit on it because they sounded similar, so now I feel like that happens constantly. Like, well, that happened to Robin Olivia Robin is just a disgusting
0: person in general, so he deserved every well, yeah. bit of that.
1: Well, yeah, he's, yeah, him personally. <laughs> um, but He just
0: got like, married or something, too.
1: Who would want to marry that?
0: I know, he's like 50 now. He's old.
1: Ew, and when he was rubbing up against Miley Cyrus, do you remember that? Yeah.
0: And on that the, the music video shoot Blur Lines.
1: It's like a rape song, essentially. <laughs> <That's what laughs> oh, yeah,
0: basically, that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, um,
1: yes, so it so it actually happened since that case has happened a lot like Olivia Rodrigo had to put Haley Williams on <laughs> the credit for Good For You because it sounded almost identical to Misery Business.
0: Oh. and
1: There's like a bunch of YouTube videos like comparing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Good For You and Misery Business and it sounds exactly the same. Like yeah, the lyrics aren't the same, but if you put like the lyrics with the tunes, it's the way she sings it.
0: Okay, but I thought Olivia Rodrigo wrote all of her own music.
1: Well, yeah, she she did write it, but these, the the oh. lawsuit was that it was so similar that mm. legally she had to put Haley Williams on the, you know, song credit, so Haley Williams gets part of. Wow. The. The, like, song royalties. Yeah. That's
0: crazy, honestly. So that's
1: pretty much what it is, is it's suing to get royalties. Yep. Um, And a lot of people have argued because there is a video where it shows, like, the Dua Lipa song, the reggae band, and it is very similar. But her lawyers are arguing there's a bunch of songs that have the same chord progression, like, Don't Speak by No Doubt. Yeah. that song. And, um dnc's cake by the ocean do you remember oh my
0: god kevin you'll be
1: hoping you'll be a cake by the ocean and a couple of different ones yeah so um that's still ongoing and then there's three days later on march 4th there's a second lawsuit for about the same song (laughs) and this is for Corey day's 1979 hit wiggle and giggle all night
0: interesting
1: which was actually already won a lawsuit against Miguel Bose's Don Pablo from 1980, that song.
0: Okay, so you're telling me we should just start releasing music so when people start copying the tune, we can start suing them.
1: Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing is that like kind of the and this one looks almost identical too with little variations i'll show the um, exhibit b when we put it on Mm -hmm. um, the insta but it's kind of goes to the argument is any art original because there's only so many ideas there's only so many combinations of chords and notes and everything that it's like where do we draw the line? And so since 2015, it's just been nonstop. This, and it seems like that she's probably going to have to credit these people. Yeah, is what it, where it looks like it's going. They haven't reached a verdict yet, but
0: um, right, because how can you like double check that that this beat hasn't been used before? There's so much music out there; it's impossible.
1: Right, like a, a little kid, a little 13 year old boy. Using GarageBand on an uh, Apple computer, could yeah, have made that. Does that mean that he she plagiarized him? You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, so that's why I was like, I, ha- I have to share this. Well, she <laughs> is like, This song is the future.
0: <laughs> I did not say that, <laughs>
1: okay. That one you did, but you did say <laughs> like futuristic pop or something like that. Like,
0: it was so unique. It was, it was so unique. Thank you, Megan, for your little critique of Dua Lipa. She is still yeah. the future of pop
1: okay her little plagiarized himself (gasps) oh
0: my god you better stop this is about drake and josh
1: it's gonna take some time
0: (laughs) okay what is the word this is the mandela effect is it take some time to redefine or realign
1: i just thought it was realize
0: Oh, or that one. Or is it realise?
1: <laughs> Sometime to realize. <laughs> That's what I always thought. Well, it was. it's
0: a realign. Oh,
1: wow. Well, Mandela. I mean, I've never been good at understanding it, so I <laughs> I'm not really bothered by that.
0: <laughs> and it's Drake Bell singing it, so really can we understand what he's saying half the time? But anyways. Alright, do you remember like back back like a few years, maybe like five years ago? When Josh Peck got married and he didn't invite Drake to the wedding and Drake was on Twitter like, oh, my God, like, he didn't invite me. Like, I guess I see your true colors. Thanks, brother. Remember when he said that? Yeah, I
1: thought we were brothers. And then they made, like, a post. It was like, oh, they made up and they were hugging and it was a picture of them hugging. Yes. Oh, my
0: God. So, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, All right, well, I have exactly here what he said on Twitter years ago. He says, so right when Josh had his wedding, and then Drake the next day um, says on Twitter, true colors have come out today. Message is loud and clear. Ties are officially cut. I'll miss you, brother. So it was. It was exactly how I thought it was. Like, oh my god. Mm -hmm. Like, like just imagine, like, you don't talk to somebody for 10 years, and then... (laughs) You know, like a coworker. That's what they were. They were coworkers. They weren't like brothers, family. They were coworkers mm-hmm. and they didn't speak for 10 years. And so, why would he invite them just because he was Drake?
1: Well, and also, maybe Josh Peck knew that Drake liked to talk to 15 year old girls in his 30s so maybe Josh Peck was like he was the
0: future oh my god you're seeing the future you're cutting ahead here All right, I need to get into the story because there's been some recent beef between the two and I think it's like official now that like they're just done with each other Mm -hmm. because
1: no hopes of a reboot
0: oh my god (laughs) you are like on it because there was talks of a reboot do you know Mm -hmm. the story
1: (laughs) no I'm just (laughs) I don't are you
0: Tyler the Hollywood maniac (laughs) yes i I guess so call me (laughs) Taylor. all right so recently there's been some tea um so josh recently went on to this podcast called the bff podcast with some kid from tiktok and then dave portnoy from barstool sports which megan you know barstool sports because you've list all that shit for me (laughs) for barstool yes i do (laughs) um but he's the ceo of barstool sports and they have this podcast or whatever. So Josh Peck recently went on and he was talking about that moment that Megan, you referenced of Drake and Josh at the VMAs after the whole blow up on Twitter about the wedding situation. And they were seen hugging and like making up and like, it seemed like all was well, like they were fine. They were brothers again, whatever. Um, apparently that wasn't the whole story of what happened there. Um So when, Josh is recounting what happened during this moment and he is saying, so there's two different sides of the story. Josh is saying that he went up to Drake and he says um, he had a total Sopranos moment. And he says, he looks at Drake and go and says, you need to go apologize to my wife right now in regards to what he was talking about during the wedding situation and all that shit
1: did he talk shit about his josh's wife well i think
0: he was just like you don't need to apologize to me about what you said or what you did but you need to go apologize to my wife because like i guess like you know he was like my wife has nothing to do with this you need to go apologize to her or something i don't know
1: yeah and it took attention away from her big day yeah
0: maybe that yeah because apparently josh josh is saying that um on his wedding day drake was texting him and being like What's wrong with you? Like, go fuck yourself, blah, blah, blah. Like, he didn't say that, but, like, he was like, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself, basically, on his wedding day. Like, that's important information because later on, like, Drake says that wasn't true. So, apparently, after he says, go apologize to my wife right now, Drake goes directly over to his wife, and he does his five-minute performance and Apology, and then he comes back, and Josh is apparently like, you need to go apologize again to my wife or something bad is going to happen. And I'm like, okay, Josh, like.
1: Okay, he just apologized. I'm oh. sorry. How do you apologize? Like, yeah. and I don't get that. It's not really a repeat
0: thing. Right. And I'm like, okay, like, Josh, you're like, you're not this big, bad, like, mafia man, you know? Like.
1: You're not, you're not a baddie like Miranda right. Cosgrove says fuck sometimes. sometimes.
0: <laughs> so apparently, now listen to this. You know, this is hilarious. Drake has recently responded to this well not Drake but his wife Janet which I kind of didn't even know they were married <laughs> I didn't even know he had a wife I was like how does he have a <laughs> wife when he was literally talking to little girls <laughs> but apparently she's oh, still with him. yeah he's married oh, apparently they were married and then this stuff happened before they were married and then the girl came so, out and like so. apparently the allegations were true of what happened I don't know like, he wasn't doing this, like, while he was married, I guess. I don't know. But um, Janet overheard what Josh was saying on this podcast. And she came out and started talking all this shit on Instagram. And was like, that's not what happened at all. She's calling Josh a fucking liar. Um, and she recounts something that something very differently that happened that day. And she was kind of going into how it was more of, like, a cordial kind of interaction where josh was like oh yeah just go apologize to my wife and jake was like yeah sure like i wanted to anyways that's how she was kind of like recounting the situation went whereas mm-hmm. josh was kind of being like you need to do it right now or something bad's gonna happen so
1: yeah. again do it again yeah. more
0: <laughs> so she eventually she took that post down but they talk about it more on their new podcast. They created a new podcast. Drake and his wife Janet. Megan, can you guess the name of their podcast?
1: Drake and Janet.
0: <gasps> you know the story, because that's exactly it. <laughs> and their logo. Can you guess what their logo looks like?
1: It's the exact it's logo the, but just says Janet. It's
0: the exact <laughs> one. It's the exact one. I had to show you because like you are spot on.
1: He's really riding the Drake and Josh fame. Like I feel like Josh is like trying to do other words. Yes. Drake is just like I remember he was like on swimming with the stars or whatever that like diving show yeah with celebrities look at oh my god you can't even tell it's on difference. his
0: instagram that's it
1: like if you just go like that you'd think it says Drake. okay do
0: you like he is so he's so ugly he's so frail he's and like skinny <laughs> he just looks like he's so fragile
1: <laughs> he seems like emotionally fragile as well
0: <laughs> It always seemed like drake was like ew like i'm not gonna sing that song like i'm not that's like That was, like, the old me. Like, I'm not about that anymore, you know? But, like, he's over here, like, creating a podcast with the same logo and same name as his his big come to, like, fame. It's, like, you're the one that's riding the fucking Drake and Josh train here. Because that's all he knows he's ever going to be known for is Drake and Josh. Like, he can try and he can try. But, like, it's always Drake and Josh.
1: So he's milking it like an almond.
0: (laughs) You are funny today. (laughs) 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 <laughs> um so then on the podcast um i don't even want to recount what they say because it's just so boring basically is it just back just forth? back and forth Shit. like janet's just like recounting the day how josh came up to them with like a camera and he was vlogging the whole situation and i'm pretty sure this happened during when josh was big on like david dobrik's vlogs and he was like doing this bit or something, and then he saw them at the VMAs, and that's when he did this whole interaction. Cause it's all recorded. There's mm-hmm. an episode on YouTube from like one of these blogs or something of this happening. And they just totally have a different opinion of what happened that day. And Drake goes on to um refute Josh's claims that he had sent harsh messages on the day of his wedding. Remember how I was saying it was like on the day of the wedding? Well, Drake mm-hmm. says that this is what Drake says. Drake says, how could I have texted him on the night of his wedding about his wedding when I didn't know there was a wedding until the next day after the wedding? <laughs> that's what he said word for I, word.
1: Mean, I mean, that's very hard to follow, but I also, I mean, because the tweet was from the day after, right.
0: right? Well, then Josh is saying that he texted him on the day of the wedding. So I'm like, well, if he did, then like show us the text messages with a timestamp, you know? Mm -hmm. but it's just so funny Drake's being like well how could i have known about the wedding when i wasn't even at the wedding like bro you could have known you could have caught wind it could have been a photo posted some story Mm -hmm. on instagram one of josh's friends that you could have been friends with he could have posted a story about his wedding you know like all because you didn't attend the wedding doesn't mean you wouldn't have known about the wedding and you wouldn't have texted josh on the day of the wedding
1: or even like a little blurb in a gossip magazine probably not a big blurb because it is josh peck but like a little right one.
0: <laughs> you know i just feel like when people make those like statements like well how could i have known like make it seem like something it's impossible and then you should only believe what they're saying
1: kind of manipulative right,
0: it really is and i'm like well really you could have known. So I don't know what you're trying to say here. Cause so that's basically it, but that it appears they're just like done talking and it's over because Josh has not responded to any of this. And um I don't think he really cares anymore because Drake is pretty irrelevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really is irrelevant. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, I don't need to. Yeah. To and that. like Josh is on like that new show with Hillary Duff. Like he doesn't need any of this. Mm-hmm. He just released a book, which recounts like his wife growing up and like as a child actor, and how much money he made on drake and josh like he was very candid about how much money he made how very little it was but yeah and so back to where you're like being this whole psychic or whatever knowing that there was a reboot possibly in the works so Mm -hmm. apparently apparently allegedly josh had scripted this whole drake and josh reboot and apparently it depicted Mexican stereotypes
1: Just stop. on
0: Drake and Janet's podcast. They, I don't know if they were like reading the script, if they had it, yeah. but they were
1: like a cold reading. Yeah. Or something.
0: And apparently this is Josh's script of how this new show was going to go. And this was in like,
1: wait, you mean Drake's, right? Well,
0: Josh apparently wrote the script and then was like pitching it to Drake to like potentially do it.
1: Oh wait. So Josh wrote the bad stereotypes. Yes. Oh, okay. And it's okay.
0: centered around Drake singing a song at a quinceanera, and being surrounded by um, a kingpin and his like secret service or something at the at the dinner table. And at the quinceanera, he gets like cornered into a bathroom or something, and the. <laughs> Like, I can't... This is real. This is what it was. Like, the mafia wasn't going to pay him for his performance or something. And apparently, Drake is, like, Mexican or something.
1: (laughs) Conveniently, all of a sudden. Yeah,
0: and his his wife (laughs) is from, like, Paraguay or something. And he didn't like how he was depicting, like, mafias and mexican cartels or something and okay so i don't know if you knew but drake it goes by a new name Uh his name is drake campana that's like his surname i
1: have heard this i have and like
0: that's his name on instagram and he only he will only post now in spanish all of his captions are in spanish everything's in spanish and i'm like where did this come from
1: maybe he needs a conservative i think
0: so like every <laughs> i'm looking, go- i'm going through his instagram right now and every post is in spanish
1: mm-hmm. is it like google translate spanish I I, <laughs> not like real spanish speaking spanish
0: but i'm like where did drake campana campana even come from and why is he all of a sudden now doing this he's just trying to like dig into josh like look at i'm actually mexican like one percent mexican (laughs) like that was so rude of you to even bring that script to my attention
1: i honestly i feel like i don't even know if i believe that that it's (laughs) that's
0: what i'm saying like josh peck like honestly and i know it's like oh you gotta watch out for the quiet ones and like the funny quirky ones but like i don't know he's such like a good charismatic like bubbly guy Mm -hmm. that it's hard to see him like writing this kind of script about a Mexican drug cartel not paying Drake Bell for his performance at a quinceanera. That yeah. seems kind of bizarre. Uh,
1: I, I can't see him writing anything, honestly. Well, I guess he wrote a book. He did,
0: yeah. I don't know how much of a hero himself, but...
1: Right, right. Celebrities don't, don't usually know. do that. But
0: that's my little update on Drake and Josh. I mean, I don't know how many more updates we're going to get from them because it's just like this beef between them is just exhausting. And it's just like, just we get it. You're not friends, you know? You were co-workers on this show that we all loved, and we're going to leave it at that.
1: Yeah, it's over. Let Drake and Josh rest. Let Drake rest. and
0: Josh rest, and <laughs> Drake and Janet has been born.
1: So, speaking of receipts, because you're like, why isn't Josh just so text messages? Right. Um, Chris Brown shows the text oh, messages. Oh,
0: King! Right. Uh, is he short? It's a season. I really don't <laughs> think he is. <laughs> I
1: really don't. But, so, apparently, in um, he has been accused... Of rape in, I believe, December of 2020 by an unnamed woman. Her attorneys, Ariel Mitchell and George Varbreth, were 100% committed to representing her. You know, they were like, this is a just cause victims of sexual abuse and assault. Um, So she claimed that he drugged her and she fell asleep and he, you know, took advantage of her and raped her. Wow. And um, so. He was like, no, that that didn't happen. That just straight up didn't happen. So what he did was he took to recently in March, um, because the trial is just starting. I don't know why he didn't take this to court, but he took this to Insta. And he shared text messages and voicemails between the two of them, which showed her very much into him and um wanting to see him again and stuff like that so um so the she alleges that the assault happened in December of 2020 and this text message that she sent him is from August 26, 2021. Um, okay. You knew full well I wasn't pressuring you about no dick. Oh wait, no. This is what he said. Okay. This is what he said. Sorry. <laughs> You knew full well I wasn't pressing you about no dick. You told me to stay and then go and try and play me? Nah, that's crazy. I didn't deserve, but you def got it. And um, (laughs) and then she has a voicemail back. This is in her words saying I just want to see you again. Just let me know. If you want me to leave you alone, I will, but I really want to fuck that shit again. so and then it goes back and forth where she's like begging to meet up and be together and that she loved their time together and everything and he's like no you're you're taking me to court.
0: Interesting. Okay. I didn't really honestly think I was going to be on Chris Brown's side, but like, I don't know.
1: But I mean, it's pretty straightforward. The evidence is right uh, Yeah. There. It seemed like she
0: was begging and for that dick.
1: And she wanted clout and money because it was a $20 million lawsuit. Oh my lawsuit God. That was pending. So in light of this, her attorneys that were once so 100% <laughs> behind her and everything actually dropped her case oh. because it... um. They received information last Thursday from the Miami Beach police because that took place in Miami, allegedly. Yep. So they dropped her as a client. and It's only a matter of time before the charges are dropped, too. Oh. So it seems like this was a one in a million case where she was actually lying and her name still hasn't been released. Or well, oh
0: my God. I wouldn't want it to get released now either. He,
1: he had those receipts, he shared them. And I mean, yeah, I'm not a Chris Brown fan, but I mean, he
0: took <laughs> he care did. of business. If that know. shows anything, you need to keep receipts these days. It doesn't matter how much memory you got; mm-hmm. you gotta pay for more storage. You gotta pay for more um, space on your phone <laughs> just to keep the old receipts.
1: And also watch who who you get with mm-hmm. and and don't get with and whatever. especially yeah. when you're famous, just like Drake, start start putting hot right. sauce in
0: there. Stop <laughs> signing those NDAs. All right, Megan. So I'm about to park it into fourth gear here. Oh, I'm into shifting gear. into fourth gear. Actually, I'm not parking just yet. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but our Final story of the day is big news for one of our most beloved Nickelodeon stars, Amanda Bynes. Um, Now, Megan, I don't know if you've been, like, following her recently in her recent journey. She's been in a conservatorship since 2013. Did you even know that?
1: I didn't. I didn't. I knew she was. I didn't realize it was that long. But I knew that she was, like, struggling with addiction, mental health. She was, like wearing wigs and getting tattoos and piercings and yeah. just kind of being glooping. I didn't even really
0: remember those days where back in 2012 and 2013 is when she was like going kind of nuts and going kind of crazy and doing all the drugs and getting arrested and doing all this shit I didn't really recognize that that was happening at the time nor did I even know that she was kind of into a conservatorship until like <laughs> recently when it just ended like this week so a little history on what happened back in 2012 and 2013. This was right after she finished filming Easy A. That was like her her that last so like good. big role. Like she did She's the Man, The Amanda Show, and Easy A. That's all I remember of her, really.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Big Fat Liar?
0: No! You know. uh, I just remember those three. Those were iconic to me. And honestly, I feel like she deserved mm-hmm. better. She could have been like, Hillary Duff, I feel like.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, even bigger. I feel like she's more talented.
0: Me too. Than Duff, she was an amazing actress. But in 2012 and 2013, I think Amanda, it didn't really say, but it said she got really big into drugs. And this was also the time when Twitter was just kind of coming out. And she was posting a lot of crazy nonsense on Twitter. Like I mentioned to you before we started talking, she was telling Rihanna that she deserved to get hit because she was ugly. And that was in a tweet she did, like, back in 2013. So it was kind of like <laughs> things go like so that so where she was, you know, not in the right headspace, I feel like. she's She was almost okay. like Chrissy Teigen telling those girls to, like, go kill themselves. Like oh, Courtney yeah, Stoddard yeah. and everything. Oh back in 2012, Amanda was pulled over by the LAPD for talking on her phone while driving. And as she was getting written up by the cop, she sped away. <laughs> That was in March. Mm -hmm. In April of the same year, she was then charged with a DUI. In May of the same year, so a month later, she was pulled over again by the LAPD for reportedly sideswiping another man's car. In August of the same year, she was in an accident with another driver. In September of the same year, her license was taken away. The same month in September, her car was impounded when she was caught driving with a suspended license. So that all happened in 2012. (laughs) And then she went on to go and post like some very weird messages on social media where she was posting like shaving her head like britney spears she was posting posting her face with these new piercings she had like those ones in her cheeks where they like indent your cheeks
1: she was posting like topless
0: photos with just hair over her nips she was in like ripped up clothing um just very bizarre behavior coming from her and then in 2013 was kind of the final straw where she was then arrested for throwing a bong outside of her midtown apartment window and starting a small fire in her driveway. Oh, so, wow. So, I'm like, I, at the time, like, I didn't even know this was happening. Like, I didn't even know she was doing this No, shit.
1: I didn't either. I mean, I knew she was doing, like, bizarre stuff, but i never heard about the right.
0: fire. So, after all this happened... She was then held in a psychiatric hospital in 2013 and then she became under the control of conservatorship by her parents where her main conservator was her mother Lynn Bynes. Now isn't that kind of funny how like both of the most recent conservatorships to end both had mothers by the name of Lynn?
1: That is Right! Isn't that so bizarre? But I feel like that just from what I've heard Amanda's conservatorship has been a lot right. more beneficial and
0: yes compassionate. so to piggyback off that her lawyer recently said that in amanda's case it's a great example of how a conservatorship could be effective in rehabilitating a person while allowing them a degree of autonomy which is very true i feel like in amanda's case it was a much different circumstance where she had a great relationship with her parents they were supportive of her Gave her freedoms. We're not financially like draining her accounts or taking advantage of the situation. It was more of like we're here to help you and we want the best for you. So we're gonna do this, and then let you go when it's time to let you go. So again, you're like spot on. Like God, like you were just on it today.
1: I know my Nickelodeon. I, facts. I guess so.
0: Okay. So on Tuesday of last week, a judge ruled to end the conservatorship. Um, It's been the better part of a decade since the conservatorship started in 2013. Her mother Lynn Bynes had agreed that her daughter was now ready to live without that level of oversight and that the conservatorship should be ended. Um, And yeah, that's kind of the story I had that her conservatorship ended and it was a lot, it seemed like a lot easier than Brittany's. I feel like they definitely could have profited profited off of this whole like ending of the conservatorship like the free britney movement and how big that was and how much money it made Mm -hmm. and they could have done the same thing kind of for like amanda Bynes.
1: (laughs) well i feel like it shows that they really did have their daughter's best interest right
0: i mean just like what the lawyer said like this was a great Mm -hmm. example of an effective conservatorship now something else that's very interesting which i kind of wanted your take on was the first thing that amanda is looking to do after her conservatorship which i hope it's to get that heart tattoo removed off her face
1: oh i have actually seen pictures on instagram of her doing tattoo removal and it was like session one yeah which that's a great
0: start but apparently Mm -hmm. she's coming out with a fragrance i'd wear okay so like please tell me that like you heard that her conservatorship is going is ending and she's coming out with a fragrance you're first in line to be like i want the amanda Bynes newest fragrance because remember back in the day when like mm-hmm. fragrances were like big like the fragrance industry was making billions of dollars kim kardashian had one justin tipper like had mm-hmm. one paris hilton you know, they Britney all speakers. had one right and one. like girls would go crazy for them they were the hottest thing mm-hmm. and i feel like amanda is like living in the past and she's like, "Well, I never had a fragrance, so I want to have one now."
1: Well, I just got uh, for Christmas the Ariana Grande <gasps> fragrance, so I feel like there's still people doing it. Yeah. Okay. It smells good. Thank you. Next. You know,
0: I can understand that, <laughs> but I, the, I feel like she has a much bigger story at this point than coming out with a fragrance. You know, why not get back into acting or write a book or make a deal with netflix i have a a story but no the first thing amanda's gonna do is make a fragrance
1: she's starting off slow okay She's easy. i mean i guess so
0: right? i don't know <laughs> what what amanda Bynes' fragrance is gonna smell like but i don't mean like mean but like is it gonna smell like weed and like
1: it's like weed and feet
0: <laughs> i kind of got the feet reference yeah i can kind of see that
1: well because like when she was looking like yeah bullish, she was just
0: you know? not looking well
1: and dirtyish, and like her wig. Was she was all just messed looking up. like,
0: like really white yeah. trash. That's really <laughs> what she was looking like.
1: Like two trailer park girls going running outside. You are so
0: outside. funny today. <laughs> <laughs> All these song references. You can't stop. But that's it. We wish Amanda Bynes the best. We'll keep you guys updated on the new fragrance. Maybe we'll buy it with the budget money. Megan, we're parking it here. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Crime on Tap. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod. Be kept up with the latest Crime on Tap news. We really appreciate your support. And we really would welcome you to the Tapper community.
1: And be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, the other ones.
0: We'll see you next time. Where, Where crime is, is always, always on tap. tap. <laughs> 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 Whoa.